Nice 95.5 KBK. It is a 30 on the nose, and you know what that means. It's Thursday, so we have Canaba County Sheriff Brian Smith in with me. Welcome, Brian. Good morning. We have kind of we want to really concentrate on a particular topic this morning. Brian and I talked ahead of time about this. Not that we won't touch on other things depending on our time frame here, but we wanted to put this front and center. So I let Brian know about a situation. A gal came into Schoberg and Holmstrom. She actually needed some help with some health insurance and such. But she shared her story of being scammed and told Ty about it. Or Ty, I'm thinking of Ty Lagerman. God love him. Uh, We were talking about him. He passed away. Um, Talked to Todd, of course, about it. And Todd said, Robin, I want to record this. She she wanted to share her story is what I'm getting to. And so on your Safe Money show Saturday morning, we will have her in her voice what happened to her as a scam so that we can get the word out. And that was her whole reason of sharing. She doesn't want anybody to go through something like this. But I wanted to share with Brian because I wondered if anything this elaborate had happened to anybody locally. And I'm going to ask him about that. But bear with me, Brian. Can I share the details? Yes. So so this is just what, as I went through and listened to her story, I took some notes. And so this gives you a timeline without all the details. So it started out, I will say this at the very beginning, Several years ago, she was uh, had her identity stolen. She lived in another state, and when she moved, anyway, that happened to her. So she has that in her background. Keep that in mind as we go forward. So she's at work. A phone call comes in, and uh, it starts out, oh, this is Amazon. Did you order um, some earbuds, $400 worth of earbuds? She said no. She had ordered something two days previous. Uh, but had not ordered earbuds. So she, she'd she been working with Amazon as an order, so that was part of it too. So um, they said, okay, well, if you haven't authorized that, we need to contact your bank. So they went ahead and said, we'll get a hold of your bank. So again, she didn't get a hold of her bank, they did. So right from the beginning, two things. Amazon doesn't call you. So that should have been her first warning. Right. But again, she'd made an order. Natural to think, oh, they're keeping an eye out for me, you know. Um, And then the next thing is they are contacting her bank. That isn't the way it would work. If something happens, you would have to contact your bank. So two things there. So the gal said, uh, we'll have to send, you'll have to send an email um, so that we can get authorization uh, to make sure that this payment doesn't happen. And so they connected her with Wells Fargo. Uh, Then they went on and asked her how many bank accounts she had. Well, again... If it was Wells Fargo and all she's talking to, they'd know how many bank accounts she had. The gal went on to say, well, someone has opened up eight accounts in your name. And the lady said, we'll have to open an investigation. So from there, she said, we'll get a hold of the U.S. Marshal. Hmm. I knew you'd love that part, Brian. So a U.S. Marshal gets on the line and she's like, wait a minute. You know, is this a scam? She said that to him. He said, no, go to the usmarshal.gov website and go to the Central Texas region, and you'll see my, my picture. Here's my name. Well, you know, anybody could do that. Anybody could do that, anybody could do that and that's right. what they had done. But, of course, in this panic that she is in now, because she is getting scared, right? Yep. Um, he said, not only do you have eight bank accounts that have been opened, but you are, right now, it looks like you've been money laundering $240,000 in the last seven months. So now we need to open an investigation, make sure you're not the one who's been doing this. Uh. See how this works? More, it, fear. more fear. More fear. So, And that's what she said. She just went to ultimate fear at this point. Yep. So he said, we'll do these steps for the investigation. 
to prove it's not you that's done this. So we need you to change. We're going to change your social security number again. <laughs> they can't do. Nobody can do that. So that's another one. Um, and they will be closing bank accounts. And what they want her to do is take some money out to put in an equity in a separate account because ultimately they're going to want their that account. money, their account. Yeah. He told her to say nothing to anyone, <coughs> family, friend, co-worker, <laughs> yeah. because they could be the ones who have done this There's to her. There's a big red flag right there. Another one. Yep. Um, then he said, we'll put a trace on your phone and computer to make sure that you aren't the one money laundering. So again, <laughs> getting control of your devices. Yep. Then he had her go, now this is the one that just blows my mind. He had her go to the bank because they have cameras to prove she's the one taking the money out. So she went to her bank in Blaine. This gal lives in Blaine. And he said what they would do is they would call the Blaine Police Department to go pick up the video to send to them to put in her file. <laughs> now see how elaborate this is? Yep. So he had her then go, now this money, she's gotten this money, right? He had her go to a coin cloud machine at one of the local grocery stores and had her put $15,000 into Bitcoin for him, into a, a wallet, a digital wallet. Um, he was on the phone with her from 2.30 in the afternoon till 7.30 in the evening. She had to, this took her whole life for those five hours. She couldn't even work. She was supposed to be at work. So what ended up happening is she told her boss, she got a hold of her boss after all this had transpired and said, I'm, I'm really sorry, but I missed work because of this happening. And once they talked about, especially the coin thing happening, mm -hmm. he said, you've been scammed. Mm -hmm. And that is, believe it or not, that's the short version of that story. If you want to hear the whole story, please listen to Your Safe Money Show Saturday morning at 8 o'clock. You'll hear it. But Brian... Share with me all the red flags that I know it's always easy in hindsight, you know. It is, but the thing is that these scammers are, are geared, they're banking on the fear factor. Mm -hmm. So they're going to tell you somebody's opened accounts in your names. Automatically, you're going to have, oh, no. You're right. going to have that reaction. It's, it's natural. And because nobody wants her identity stolen, she's already had She'd it already done been through before. It. Right. Um, which is another thing, you know, once they steal your information, it's out there. And just because you've redone things and patched things up and, and you're in a good spot again, doesn't mean some of that information can't be used again at a later time. Sure. So it, you know, it's a, it's a constant, you have to be on top of it constantly, unfortunately. Um, but, um, so they're banking on your, you're going to be fearful and then you're just going to go along with what they, and you know, they're going to tell you things that they sound plausible, you know, that mm -hmm. kind of makes sense. Um, but if you really know how law enforcement works or how, uh, the banking industry works and those things, but most people don't because they don't work there. Right. Exactly. Right? So, exactly. Amazon calling the U.S. Marshal, that does not happen. No, no. The U.S. Marshal might call Amazon and and work an investigation that way, um, but Amazon doesn't have the U.S. Marshal on speed dial, and it just, that doesn't happen that way. Well, and the other part of that, too, and you and I talked a little off the air, is that I don't think that I know of any reason why Amazon would call you. They won't. If no. you've made an order and something isn't right, it's impossible to get a hold of someone. You usually have to do everything through an email. Right. 
or whatever way that you ordered something, right. I would assume. So you're not right. going to have, they will not call you. They no. just won't. They might email you. They might email you. Right, yeah. right. you know, I, I don't use Amazon a lot, but when I do, I always get emails to confirm orders or, hey, it's back ordered or you're... Your stuff is sent, or it's a different it's not thing, being though. sent because we can't get it, or whatever. But it, yes, it's something that I've precipitated. I mm-hmm. started it, right? And then they're responding and following up, and they've always got those account numbers that are linked, you right? And there's always an order. Yep, yeah, there's an order right. confirmation. The right. other piece of that too is, oh, well, you didn't authorize this. That wouldn't be them. That would be usually like your credit card. I know right. on my Discover card, for example, anything over $200, they alert me, Did is this you? Did you make this purchase? Correct. And whatever account you're using to make these purchases, whether it's Amazon or something else, that's a way to kind of, because they would not call you about, oh, did you make this purchase? Amazon won't do that. Your credit card company will. Amazon doesn't care. They don't care. Yeah. They don't care. Could care um, less. And so, but your credit card company would be the one. Absolutely. <laughs> and they will contact yes, you. They I've will. had I've had uh, my credit card number stolen, and um, it was in my pocket. So the so the card wasn't stolen, but the number was the stolen. number was. Yep, I've had that too. Yep. And my my credit card company contacted me, and and you can go in and set up your card with a number of different notification processes. You can get text messages. You yep. can get email alerts. You can have them call you, <clears throat> but you control that. Right. And they'll notify you, and they will give you the information. They're not asking you for anything. Right. The only thing they're going to ask you is, did, did you, have you lost your card? Right. Or did you use your card in this location? And then they'll tell you what happened, mm-hmm. not expecting you to fill in you know, the blanks. Right, exactly. So that's how you verify that they are who they are, is they should be able to tell you what's going on, not no the doubt. other way around. Well, in taking it, I, the, how elaborate, I mean, five hours this supposed U.S. Marshal was on, right. plus they had, so you had the initial person that called and said, we're Amazon. Then that person hands off to Wells Fargo, supposedly. Oh, there's been eight accounts open. The Wells Fargo person turns it over to the U.S. Marshal, supposedly. And I didn't go into all the detail, again, listen Saturday morning, but it ended up they continued to try, once she knew it was even uh, a scam, they continued to try to call her the next day under different phone numbers, one being the water department in Blaine. It came up because she wasn't answering her phone anymore. Sure. And so they used that as a number. Mm-hmm. So she did pick up yep. and they went through the same thing again. She said, nope, this is a scam. I mean, it just, it's unbelievable how relentless they were on this poor woman. Right. And she's still dealing with it. This is a very recent oh, right. situation. When they, once they get their, their hooks in you, they are relentless. And $15,000 is what she is out. Right. And the other piece of this, Brian, in Blaine there, she said that they did finally get a hold of a police officer. So the thing with the videotape and all that, um, she had called and she they said, no, we don't have, you know, we don't do that videotape anyway right. anymore. That's very old technology. Right. So that wasn't going to be part of it. Um, but he just said, he opened the investigation. Okay, we need to know all your, inf- just like what you guys would do. Right. And get as much information as possible to help her along the way. And so they did step in. Uh, Getting a hold of the FTC is big, the Federal Trade Commission, because they can also go on a federal level to help out. But 5,000 
uh, open cases in Blaine for this type of a scam going on right now. 5,000, think of that. So she was not the only one. One gentleman, six figures. He was out six figures. Yeah. So yeah. it's this is a big, scary, horrible thing that's going on. It, it is, and you know if you look at the numbers nationwide, I mean every year it's billions, not millions, billions, billions. Yep. of I, dollars are lost to these scammers. That's why yep. it continues to happen mm-hmm. um, because it's lucrative. Big and money. They have nothing but time on their hands. Yep. Most of these are sourced overseas, not all, um, but most of them are, um, and they got nothing but time on their hands, and they got the internet. And that's that's what they do. That's their living. Yep. It's just horrible. Right. I mean, part of me would just love to get one on the line, know what's a scam from the get-go, and say, um, does your mom know what you're doing? <laughs> does your mom know? Because that's right. a good way to guilt right. somebody. Right. All you have to do is bring mom in. That's right. like, you know. Right. Uh, but you'd mentioned, yeah, the, I looked up the number. The most recent number we have here, Federal Trade Commission data shows consumers reported losing more than $5.8 billion in fraud in 2021 alone. And that's 70% more than the previous year. So it keeps going up. So I can only imagine what 2022 is. And you have to remember that not everybody reports. That's the other part. It might be a smaller amount or they're just embarrassed or they don't know to go to the FTC or even law enforcement. A lot of times they're large amounts, but they're so embarrassed they don't Mm want to report that to anybody. And they probably know that it's unlikely to recover them those funds. So they just don't report it. And it's too bad because... I do think, you know, going through the proper channels can try to stave this off a little bit. And, I, and that's what she said. She said, I am so glad that you're willing to talk about this because she said, that's all I can do at this point. If I can help one person right. not get scammed, it's right. it's worth it to her to share her right. story. Well, and, you know, these elaborate um, two and three and four faced scams are, are now becoming the thing because... Most people are on to the simple ones, right? So they're not falling for those anymore. So now they've had to they've had to step up their crimes to get people to go along. Because you know, if you think about it, you know, most people, well, geez, they're they're they wouldn't go to those lengths to. Yeah, it's got to be legitimate. To, yeah, it's got to be legitimate. Right. right. Well, th- those they'll go to any lengths because that's all they do. Right. That is their living. That's what they do. They don't have a real job, mm-hmm. and they are sophisticated criminals. They are not stupid. You know, and they know very, what they're triggers. very intelligent. They right. can. They can. There's a lot of information on the web about all of us. There's even more terrible information on the dark dark web. web. Yeah. And they get those bits of information, and they can drop those little seeds and. They can make you, they, they put you in fear right away, and then they can take advantage because you're not thinking logically. Well, because you're caught up in that moment. And right. what they will is they'll pressure, pressure, pressure right. you. Right. So if we can give some pointers today, Brian, uh, we obviously have, have let people know about the red flags in this case. Right. First of all, being contacted. I would say 99.9% of the time, if you are being approached, email, phone call, text message. If you are being approached about something, I would I would err on the side pretty much all the time. 
this is a scam. And yes. then it can always be, oh, well, they did follow through with, with uh, getting through another way or through a, a letter in the mail certified, whatever, if yes. it's a legit. Yes. Because just err on that side. You're going to protect yourself because they typically approach you. Right. Obviously. You know, there, there's, uh, I look back in our, for the past year or so, since January 1st, we've had 51 scam calls reported. Okay. And by far the biggest one was a publisher clearinghouse stuff. Oh, so that's, that's still out there. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of, I don't think there was anything that, that was doubled up. They were all different to some degree. Mm-hmm. Um, but that the Amazon thing, We've had one of those, okay. and uh, it was very, and it was a very multi-phase, elaborate scheme, and that was the same person, same thing that this person experienced. Um, they did not have any losses, fortunately. They picked up on a red flag somewhere and then reported it to us. But you know, the deputies were able to, you know, advise them that, oh yeah, that that is a scam, and um, you did the right thing. Out, you did the right thing. That's definitely mm-hmm. out there. So. Um, and, and maybe just the knowledge that Amazon doesn't contact you that way. Right. You just know? know that. If you get that call, that's right. what it is. Right. Because so many of us use Amazon. And, and my other thing, too, is when I look at Medicare, that's been a big one the last couple of years. Yep. Because previously, your Social Security number was what was used for your Medicare card. That isn't the case anymore. Now they have a, an individual number for that separate from your social security number. Well, that opened the door. You talk about scammers. They'll call up, well, um, especially somebody new to Medicare. Just know if you get contacted, they won't do that. They're going to say something to the effect, well, um, I I understand that uh, you just had your number. We're having a complication with that. Can you give me that number again? Again, they wouldn't do that. So be aware, those are the kind of scams. They tap into people with recent situations that have happened that they might not be as aware as they will be down the road. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. And and making you think that something is that something happened that you didn't do. Right. Well if you didn't if you didn't do that, you didn't do that. Right. Right? So oh, did you order uh, some iPods? Yeah. Yeah. Nope. I didn't order any iPods. Yeah. Go check your accounts. Right. You know, if somebody took something from you, your it's going to show up on, on your, your account, account. Right. Yep. So yep. you can verify that yourself. Yep. And you know that's relatively easy to do, but don't don't give that information to somebody on the phone or the internet, um, because that that they're just not going to do that. Your credit card companies will contact you. Right. Um, but it will they will tell you information, not the other way around. Exactly. And I think. The couple things I'd like people to have as a takeaway today for all this, number one, if you have been contacted and it's, you know, you want to make sure people know about it, get a hold, you know, whether you live in Connecticut County or somewhere else, let them know about that. They want to know about scams. And I do advise you, if you are on the Internet, go to the FTC website when you get a chance. Go right to their scam page. They have so much information. And they have other things that have happened, what to look for, and how to contact them to right. report something as well. So please become familiar with the Federal, Federal Trade Commission because they're there for you. Right. You know, right. and you, we have to do what we can and let the word out. Right. Talk to your elderly family members. Talk to your friends. Right. You know, I'm hoping a lot of people hear this discussion today 
and heed it and realize this is out there. And again, knowledge is power. The more we can get that out there, hopefully the more we stop these scammers. You know, our senior population is are targeted far more than anybody Absolutely. else. Absolutely. Um, yeah. They're they're not alone, but they're they're targeted far more than anybody else. Um, and it's there, there's a lot of factors that go into that, but um, they they are the targets, and that that fear thing is really what's preyed upon. And once they get them in fear, then they get them to follow through with these steps. Right. And well, you need to do this, and then you just you follow along. Yeah, but as soon as they tell you, well, don't tell anybody. Uh-huh. That should be the flag that says, "All right, this is this is." criminal activity this is a scam Mm -hmm. because there are no law enforcement officers going to tell you not to tell somebody absolutely that will not happen that is a big one right there yeah that's that's the one that the bell should go off in fact quite the opposite law enforcement will usually tell you to talk with your family members right and you know to gain more support and the other thing is the way they want you to pay if they want money uh, this poor gal turning her her the money she took out from the bank into Bitcoin for heaven's sake, right. or they'll want a gift card, or they'll want something transferred. They want it put into a way that can't be traced. Right. I mean that just doesn't happen. That's just unreasonable. No. You can't. No. That, you know. Yeah. It, it's um, Bitcoin and gift cards and gaming cards, all these card things. That's not how business is done. No, that's another dead giveaway for sure. So I guess what I would say today, uh, again, is be aware, be aware, be aware. Check out the FTC website. If you are scammed, wherever you live, get a hold of your police department. Let them know. Um, And I'm just hoping, and I'm I'm so glad that this gal was willing to share her story because this is where it starts is people being willing to talk about it. Absolutely. Brian, is there anything else? I've already held you up. Gosh, 22 minutes I'm going on here well, with you. Well, we're a little over. So, uh, <laughs> you know, we had 17 new arrests last week. vast majority of them were probation violations and uh, and uh, warrants. Um, one DWI, only a couple drug arrests, uh, one theft arrest, um, 255 calls for service. So, no, about, you know, about old, average. Same old, same old. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Nothing, nothing out of the, out of, out of normal. Uh, one we had a we had a could have been a terrible crash, uh, just uh, two days ago, and uh, it was an inattentive driver and didn't uh, wasn't paying attention and rear-ended a line of vehicles behind a school bus, and could have been awful, but keep your phone put that thing in a glove box put it down yep and yep. if if you can't use a a bluetooth device to answer your calls um but don't be looking at your phone right it's uh i guarantee that's what was the cause of it yeah it's just so frustrating for you guys to know you know that it's such a fixable it's just thing so needless yeah it's needless that's a great way to put it's absolutely it absolutely needless so be aware of that be aware and we mentioned it last week but i i came upon a guy who'd been uh combining you know pulling stuff yep. be aware they're doing all that right now the deer are moving like crazy yeah uh, because of that combining so just be especially attentive right now yes absolutely brian smith you are a doll for coming in today thank you for sharing this information Absolutely. It was a good discussion. Absolutely. It's, it's definitely a big, it's a big problem. It is. Well, we will look forward to next week and we'll catch up at that time. Sounds good. Brian Smith again, Canavic County Sheriff, brought to you by Bozeman Newton Insurance.